Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Yeah, the greatest rapper with the least soul. No repos. Tax man ain't at my peephole. Here's a kilo. To the victor goes the spoils like I'm Aladipo. All the record label cheat codes. None for me, though. Shout the Ebro. And find rhyme lovers who don't buy it. Petition, but don't riot. The critics be so quiet. To question my content, it's nonsense. It undermines all of accomplished. They say all's fair in love and war. You say I move the line just to score. Headshot to keep Adidas pure. One man army like Aeson. Boom, more powder in the air than LeBron. I'm selling Avon. That means the foundation is kicked on. You know what this commission is based on. Believe me. King Push, this is hunting season. Billion streams versus a billion fiends. Now we even. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Clap it up. Clap it up. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? What up, do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amon Hawkins, and I appreciate you for taking time out of your day to listen to the latest episode of the Ball Hawk Show. Yeah, it's August, and when it's August, that means UVA football is back. Another round of applause. Just another one. We back. We back. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You know. I'm trying to be cool, calm, and collective right now, but I really just want to be hyped that football is back. College football is back. My Wahoos, they're in fall camp right now. (sighs) Can you smell that? Can you smell that? Yeah, I can too. Yeah, yeah. It's that time. Before we get started, man, salute to the sponsors. Salute to my sponsor, Aber Insurance. Go to Aber Insurance for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, life insurance. The great people at Able service in the state of Virginia for over 20 years. Any type of insurance that you need, make sure you holler at the people at Able Insurance. They also sponsor the walkthrough. So make sure y'all check those out, too. Um. And manscaped.com, man, you can still use the promo code The Ballhawk Show to get 20% off of everything you purchase at manscaped.com. They got the new lawnmower 4.0 now or 3.0. It's new and improved. It do everything. Get you some cologne. Get you some deodorizer. Manscaped. That means you take care of your manhood, not just on the top of your neck. Okay. So get you some Manscaped. Use the promo code The Ball Hawk Show. Get twenty percent off. And also, if you want some shut the hell up juice apparel, go to sthujuice.com. Get your shut the hell up juice apparel there. And if you got an idea that you want to, you know, colorway or something, just hit me up. Email me theballhawk9 at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on social media at I am Ballhawk on both Twitter and Instagram. So let's go ahead. So 
you know, I was sitting back, man. I was trying to figure out, like, yo, how will I do a fall preview, right? Because I don't want to oversaturate the game. Like, I, I got too much respect for everybody that's doing podcasts now and taking time out of their day to uh, come up with a script and, uh, and the information that's helpful to the fans to hold them over until September comes around. Everybody's anxious about what to look forward to when it comes to UVA football. Shout out to my bro Chris Wright at the Saber, thesaber.com. They've been giving y'all content weekly when it comes to Virginia football, Cavs Corner, my man Brad Franklin and them, uh, Jeff White, VirginiaSports.com. And I don't want to, like, overlap everything that they share with you guys, so I felt like I just have a conversation. Like, you guys know I'm not – I mean, I give you numbers after the game, but I'm, I don't try to get into, like, the, the analytical side of, of sports recapping and, and previewing – I like to just give you the X's and O's and um, my personal opinion on things. So that's what I'm going to do with this preview. But if we get through this preview, I didn't answer something that you wanted to be answered or I didn't discuss something that you wanted to be discussed. Uh, when I share this on the Saber, you know, comment below or at me in his own separate thread. Email me. Um, you know, if you go to AmarHawkins.com, I forgot to plug that. If you go to AmarHawkins.com and you use the contact box at the bottom, and it automatically goes to my email, and um, I will answer you, you know, in a timely manner if you have questions. And I'll try to just address it in a new podcast episode, like be shouting you out, and this question came from you if you want that. So, all right, I've been talking too much. I've been rambling too much. Let's go ahead. Uh, let's see. Andrew Brown sent me some instrumentals. Let's go with this. Let's go with this instrumental, my man Andrew Brown, right Chisel here. Going crazy. Let's go. It's too much air in the background, and the music helped me think of things. So I apologize if y'all don't like music in the background, but I just how Petty Hawk roll. I need something to give me in the good vibe. So discussing the 2021 Virginia Cavaliers football team, what to expect. What should we expect? Well, last year we were mediocre at best. It was five and five overall, four and five in the conference. We just look at conference play. We got outscored by almost well, 29 points. We gave up 281 points, only scored 252 points. We were middle of the pack, middle of the pack and everything. Like scoring offense, we were seventh. Total defense, 10th. Scoring defense, ninth. Russian offense, eighth. Russian defense is fourth, but to me, that's misleading because we were last in pass defense. I mean, if you last in pass defense, you 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 better be good in run offense or your defense is just horrible. So, yeah. Pass defense efficiency, we were last. All right, we're just going to start with defense. I mean, I, I, after you share those type of stuff, how can I just say, okay, let's discuss the offense? Like, no, the elephant in the room is ball hawk. Are we going to be better on defense? Specifically, ball hawk. <laughs> Who in the secondary? And what we got? Huh? We know Anthony Johnson transferred from Louisville. What we got? We know Josh Hayes transferred from North Dakota State. What we got? Well, look, to answer your questions, um, first of all, Mr. Johnson from Louisville impressed me this spring. 
Thought he was very physical. Thought he had a very good motor, high football IQ. Did I say he was physical? Um, he demonstrated ability to cover. Had uh, good feet from what I saw. So um, I was encouraged by what I saw from him. Uh, Bratton, he impressed me. You know, Bratton, when he's healthy, he's always impressed me. His main thing is just his health. You know, knock on wood. It's just his health, bro. He just got to stay healthy, take care of himself, eat well, pray, do whatever you got to do so you can give yourself the best chance to suit up every single weekend. Um, Nick Grant is now healthy. He is practicing this fall. He didn't practice all spring. So is he playing catch up? Is he not playing catch up? I can't really share what I've seen. Personally, because when I do see the team, I'm going there as a player, not as a part of media. So I can't disclose what I've been seeing from Nick Grant or Devontae Cross. I'm sorry. I just can't give up that type of intel. Um, So overall, Joey Blunt is black. Our best guy in the secondary. Our vocal leader. What can you say? What I mean... Joey's a stud. You got Antonio Clary, who's back there with him. You guys know from past podcasts, I think Cohen King's a very good DB. So we have options, you know, with Elijah Gaines. What, like, what, what, you know, you got to apply pressure, right? Because everybody's basically saying, from what was on display last year, they're not worried about if Nick, this is, I'm, I'm speaking from like a fan standpoint, so stay with me. Do not clip me and say this came from me. I'm saying from a fan standpoint, people are saying, all right, I haven't seen Devontae Cross and Nick Grant. Give somebody else a chance. You know what I'm saying? That's what people say. Like, we can't get no worse. So you might as well play Bratton, Johnson, you know, Hayes from North Dakota State. You might as well just play them. Like, or at least put Devontae Cross at safety. That's what people say. They love Nick Grant. They love his 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 hustle, but they just don't believe in his abilities as a defensive back. So that's what everybody's saying. And yo, I'm with you. I'm with you for my understand. I do. I understand why you just like we can't get no worse. I never argue with a fan when they say that because on the surface, that is the right thing to say. Like it can't get no worse than this. Until you realize, like, well, these dudes are the starters, so. You probably you, you you can always get worse, but I see what you're saying. Um, also, a question is about with the defensive scheme slash concept, will that play a role in who's starting in the secondary? And I think that's a great question. So it's a lot of rumblings that we will be running a uh, a three three five defense and. My thoughts on it is that, like, like it really doesn't. Well, I, you know, it's a difference between the three four and the three three five. Don't get me wrong. Like, you got an extra defensive back in. You know, if you can go to the four three. So when you're in the four three, you got four down linemen, three linebackers, three four. You substitute one of your nose tackles, or yeah, one of your DTs for LB. And when you go to a three three five, you substitute that same lineman. With a defensive back and not a linebacker. So 
in theory, that is the difference between a 4-3, Now, when you look at our squad over the years, when we plan all these spread de- spread offenses, teams I like to you know give you four receiver sets. We usually sub in uh, extra defensive back. We pull out a linebacker. So in reality, we have a three-three-five on the field. Conceptually, we're not running a three-three-five. We're still running the three-four. But if you're going to say conceptually you're going to run a 3-3-5 versus a 3-4, then that means that you're not kind of you're not telegraphing where your nose is going to gap. Like in a 3-4, your nose tackle is going to two gap. In a 3-3-5, they have the ability to just one gap, but they they are lined up head up. In a 3-4, some most of the time they're shading the gap. Like they'll show you the gap that they're in. Like what you see is what you get. But in a 3-3-5, they call it like a 30 stack because you can stack each other. You can put the nose tackle and you have a middle backer right behind them. Then you got the two ends that are outside shade of the tackles. And you got the linebacker stack right behind them. Usually on fronts, you got guys in gaps. Like if it's a defensive lineman right here, then you have the like, oh, why am I? You can't see what I'm saying. So if you can picture the center and two guards and you had a 3-4 alignment, the nose tackle will be shading in the gap either to the right or to the left of the center. So he'll, he'll be between one of the, the center and the guard on one of the sides. And with that being said, you'll have a linebacker offset. He won't be right behind him. He'll be shaded opposite. So he'll have a linebacker shaded to his right, taking the right side of his gap, and then you have another back on the other side. And you get what I'm saying. I'm trying to explain to you guys without trying to paint a picture for you as easy as I can to not lose you. And then you just fast forward. Um, yeah. So, so when you look at the defense this year, if we're running the three, three, five, right? So if I just do, I like Mandy Alonzo Carter, uh, for Mui as the three lineman, right? If I just do the, I'm not saying they are, I'm just throwing it out there. Then you look at the backers, you got Nick Jackson. What's another inside back I could throw in there? Anybody got any ideas? Noah wouldn't be an inside backer. Noah would be one of the he'll wanna be one of the outside backers. Well, you could throw Noah in there. And then you could throw Anyway, you get the gist. You get the gist. I'm going to go to the secondary. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to just start throwing out a bunch of names. going to be like, oh, they're the starters according to Ball Hall Podcast because he wouldn't just throw dudes out there. So I ain't going to do that. But from the secondary standpoint, the 3-3-5 is essentially helping putting tweeners in position to utilize his skill set that much more, right? We look at a guy like Joey Blunt. Joey Blunt is not a guy who's just going to out, flat out cover but he's a guy that's like a Troy Palomalu type, meaning he comes in the box and he create he creates havoc. He could play in the hang window. He could blitz the quarterback. He's very good in run support. He's a good tackler. So with the three three five type of scheme, you could use him as that rover, right? Um, also with Devontae Cross, you could essentially now make him the deep safety, or you can make Clary the deep safety, right? If um if Hayes is a good nickelback, now you could use his savvy to put him in a slot to cover. 
you can just do so much more. You can disguise coverage a lot easier in a three-three-five compared to a three-four scheme. And what you're doing up front, you could you can you can confuse the offense. And usually, when you run the three-three-five, you're definitely going to try to stop the pass. And what do we got to do? We got to stop the pass. Like it, there's no need of running. In. It don't matter what defense we run. We got to improve covering everywhere. Man to man. Not a matter of fact. Ain't just about just covering. We got to make plays on the ball. That's what we got to improve in. You better be doing a lot of ball drills. And when you're not in practice, you better be on your own doing a lot of ball drills. Ball, find the ball, find ball, see ball, catch the ball. At least bat it down. But we can't have no Damani Browns catching for over 250 yards on us. Like he did last year. We can't have them type of games no more. So somebody got got to step up. Somebody got to redeem this. It got to be the redemption tour. Devontae Cross, it's the, it's, it's the redemption tour. Nick Grant, it's the it's redemption tour. But the main thing we got to do, man, we got to stay healthy, bro. Front seven, I like our front seven. I, I like who we have at defensive line, inside line. But, you know, got Josh Ahern. That's one of the backers available. You know. Elliot Brown. That's a backer that's available. I mean, want me to keep going? I keep going. Who else we got on the list that that I that I like? No disrespect if I don't say your name. That don't mean I don't like you. It's just I ain't get to your name quick enough. James Jackson, he's impressed me as a freshman. For North Cross, coached by Shannon Taylor. Yeah. Um, I want to see, what's my dog name that had the pick six? Uh, Deshaun Perry. Another one. I mean, we got some backers, man. It's going to be interesting to see who takes the reins at linebacker. We know Nick Jackson got one of them sewn up. We know Noah is going to be another backer that's sewn up. But who is going to take essentially the third and the last one? I mean, three linemen, three linebackers, five DBs. Because even if we were in a three-four, if we got four receivers, majority of the time we subbed a D lineman out. You know, you had Charles go down to an end, or Noah go down to the end, or you know, back in the day, Chris Pease. Or it was two years ago we played Miami. We played a two-four-five. We had two down linemen, four linebackers, five DBs. So. We've we demonstrated an ability to excel with five DBs on the field. And Noah's that tweener where he played some safety last year. So is he going to count as the quote air quotation fifth DB? And we really still in the 34 scheme, but we just, is this a stack, a three, four stack, but everybody think it's a three, three, five. Aha. Aha. Maybe that's what we're doing. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just assuming. That's it. I'm just reaching. I'm grasping. That's all I'm doing. But we got plenty of DBs, man. I want to see how Jonas uh, Sanker does. Coming in from Covenant School. Playing some DB. Who else? We had a guy switch over to DB. Paris Jones. He playing DB now. Iron shop is iron, man. There is no guarantee who's going to start that corner. There isn't. 
they ain't gonna want to hear this. If you listen to this, I know you like, man, f you ball hog. Well, I'm just serious, and you you not guarantee like what you did last year does not guarantee that you will start this year. How how sway how we was last and pass efficiently how how. I'm just speaking for the secondary corners, because that's where everybody look at when it come to covering. They gonna look at the corners, right? Especially in this defense. But Joy Blunt being on the field definitely helps with the confidence, getting everybody uh, lined up. So, I guess that's my rant for defense. It's not a rant, but it just—it was just disheartening, man. Like. That defensive statistics was trash can juice. And the coaches knew that. We got, you know, Coach Shane coaching the safeties now. Coach B coaching the corners now and allows Nick to oversee everything. Full picture. So that that's dope. You know, Coach Papinga got the backers by itself. That's dope. Chris Peace, a graduate assistant. That's dope. Quinn Blandon and Scouting. That's dope. We added uh, an old Illinois coach to our staff as an advisor. But I don't know, man. What's Snowden let us in sacks last year with six? That's all we had. Like, come on. Hey, eat. and look, we're going to have to generate some pressure. Going to have to. You can't ask guys who had a year like they did last year to truly cover. Come on, man. We can't do that. So, if anything, you got to speed up the process of the quarterback. You have to. You be a fool to just sit back and be like, oh, they ain't got that much better. They can cover. No. I don't want you to show me nothing. I don't want to wait. And I want to see you trying to get them dogs after the quarterback. Make them speed up the process. Don't let them sit back there and pat and go. And this ain't a knock against our homies on the back end, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dirty world. You play DB, bro. I didn't play DB. I played the two worst positions you could play: DB and receiver. You get crucified. But defensively, I think we could be good, man. I definitely think we could be good. I like our, I like the front three guys. I said I don't know if they're gonna be the starters, but I like Carter. I like Famui and Mandy Lonzo is the prettiest hair D lineman you ever gonna see without having long locks. He's smooth like that. But if Joey Blunt stay healthy, I think Clary would do well beside him. Clary or Cohen King or Blunt. Like, who going to step out and step out? I don't know who going to start, man. Somebody said if I was a bet, man, who would I have starting? I got to go off what I saw in the spring, really. Like, as much as I love Nick, it's like, well, I probably still had Nick starting. I had Nick and probably Brett. Nah. <sighs> See, that'll be tough for me, man, because I like what I saw out of Johnson and Braden covering. As far as covering, I like what I saw. I do. I know what Nick going to bring me every time, too. Nick's my guy. Y'all know Nick is my guy. My guy guy. Devontae, I'm glad he moved you back to safety because you know you're my guy. I love your competitive edge. 
And I don't know how Josh going to do coming in for North Dakota State. It's going to be interesting to see how much of the defense can he pick up and hit the ground running because we asked for a lot. We asked you to do a lot. Somebody said, well, it can't be that much. We want... I know it's people back there chirping, talking to the talk, talking right now. But Josh Hayes is, you know, decorated coming out of North Dakota State. That is who that is. Yeah, that is. Okay. That is, I'm talking about the right guy. All right, man. That's enough for defense. Okay. I gave him 23 minutes. And if you got more questions, let me know. I do another podcast just answering questions. Let's get to the offense. Let's get to the offense, people. Yeah. That's what we're gonna do. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're gonna switch up the we're gonna switch up the instrumentals for the offense. Let's switch up. Let's switch it up for them. So, first we got Brendan Armstrong. Coach Marcus Hagens has a headline, and I'm recording this the day the headline was released. Somebody trying to say that he say he, he could be one of the greatest ever he was just saying if everybody hitting on all cylinders he could go down as one of the greatest ever just because we got weapons bruh and we got a dope a r s e line i like what i see up front with us do you realize everybody and i mean everybody on the offensive line is back ryan nelson back joe bis being i lift i lift myself up sometimes back olu olu he's back Chris Glaze Donuts Glazer. Let me get a full dozen of. He don't eat Glaze Donuts. I just made that up. Okay. He back. Ryan Schwaboda. He back. Everybody's back. Everybody. Everybody's back. On the offensive line. Everybody. And last year they gave up an ACC low sack total. Yeah, when you ho ho, I got pull up the stat. Hold on, hold on. They only gave up twenty sacks last year. That's it, twenty sacks. Clemson gave up twenty and twelve. We gave up twenty and ten. But hey, that's I mean we gave up twenty sacks. That's ACC low, baby. So that should be encouraging. We have weapons. The veil, the heir up there, Davis Jr. Still, re- man, that boy got Wolverine blood in the system, but he's still rehabbing his knee. So I don't know when he's coming back, but Wicks, truth. Henry, flat out fly. Thompson, boy, what does a spring make of you? And your ability to execute the art of route running. Billy Kemp, the the, the lost Belitnikoff watch receiver that we got. That's the one receiver that nobody talk about. He our best overall receiver. That dog will hunt. Scrappy dude. Put him up. Put him up. Let me at him. You know, we love Lavelle. We love... Wicks, you know, big body Benzes, big body receivers, the receiver that ain't in everybody can see. They pass eye test, but they forget that the Belitnikoff Award watch winner and Billy Kemp, second in the ACC, and catches a game. That guy from Highland Springs up there in the 804, that dynasty. Oh, 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 and that tight end. 
<laughs> oh my God! Where did they find that? Where did they find him? Where did they find Jel- Jelani Woods? What the hell was Oklahoma State? Wherever you come from, come. What were they? What in the hell? Whoa! Did they have tight ends that great or something? That that mama jamma won't out there running routes and catching. Pe- what is going on? What? Thank you. Matter of fact, man. Oklahoma. It is Oklahoma State, right? Round of applause for y'all for giving away Jelani Woods, man. Round of applause. You gave up Jelani Woods. We appreciate you, man. We thank you. Thank you so much, man. Might not give you another one. Yeah. What the hell was y'all thinking about? Matter of fact, I'm gonna serve y'all. Shut the hell up, Juice. Sip the juice. I got enough to go around. Yeah. Matter of fact, I shouldn't have served y'all. Shut the hell up, Juice. Cause I I, I should just be thank you. But do, like, would what? Yo, let me stop. Let me be very. Let me let me be humble. I like I've been there. Yo, this kid is the real damn. Deal. I ain't saying nothing else. You gonna see for yourself. Six seven two sixty five. Pojan was six seven two sixty five. Pojan was a big mama jamma boy. You know what I'm saying? He was out there with with the Vikings out there with uh Ragnar Rockness whatever his name was Lord Ragnar. You know the Viking. Tony Posey was out there with them, crushing skulls, being a brute. Woods, on the other hand, he could stick and move you. You know what I'm saying? He got that Larry Holmes jab. You know what I'm saying? He like Lennox Lewis with his jab. Can't hide the Lennox Lewis chin, but you know what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I, I. but back offensively, man. Going off what Coach Hagen said, clicking on all cylinders, they have the potential to be very, very scary. Very, very scary. We all know the great Bryce Perkins and what he did in his offense, right? The numbers he put up, the excitement. We all know what Hasis and Jana and Reed and all those guys did at receiver. He had Evan Busted tight end and those guys. We all know, remember that excitement that year. You know, we went down to North Carolina and beat them, you know. Beat Tech here at home, you know. Gave Notre Dame the scare out of this world, you know. Beat Pitt. You know, when we used to win on the road, because last year we ain't went on the damn road. That's why I'm reminiscing to that year. That year was the good year. That was a good year. It was some injuries and stuff that 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 you know bit us in the butt, but we went on the road that year. Last year we went on the road at all. It was zero and four on the road, five and one at home. Keep that winning at home going. But when you look at that offense that year, and and how Bryce Perkins command the offense, Brendan Armstrong, he been in his offense a long time. 
He should know this offense like the back of his hand. He should be allowed to do a lot more, Dr. Bob. This year we are better equipped if, and I say if, an injury happens to hit at the quarterback position. Armstead is... <laughs> I'm rubbing my hands together right now, boy, because once Brendan done, when Ira Armstead take over... Man, the fact that Brendan's still starting over him lets you know Brendan that deal. Because that kid, man, Brendan could be special, man. He could be special. Brendan's not going to wow. His, like, he got the Phillip Rivers type release to where it's not prototypical. He ain't got the shot put release like Phillip. He got the whip. He got the whip it throw. He whips it. Whip, whip. You got to, you know, do better with decision-making, cut down on interceptions, of course. Uh, but his his ability to make plays with his legs definitely helps. Um, we know that the biggest gripe is, yo, can we run the ball traditionally with our running backs? This is the best year to utilize all 12 running backs we got. We got a bunch of them. You know, you got Wayne. You got Hollins. Well, I always be forgetting um homie name from from Indiana so quick. Ronnie Walker. Ahmad Foster. You know I'm gonna remember his name because the name Ahmad. And we got a lot of backs, man. We got the transfer from Harvard. Harvard. So it's a competition there. Uh, it's just all about investing into the run game. I think our linemen are capable. I think they are capable. I know they coach well by Coach 2J. But I think our identity is a spread open air raid office. We want to throw the ball. The days of Jordan Ellis running 4,000 yards is over. And my Vince Carter dunk contest voice, over. That's like the outlier year. That's like the... One of the only years I've seen a running back run for more yards than a quarterback in a coaching uh, offense, unless Kurt Benkert was the quarterback. And that's because Kurt wouldn't run, so you had to run the running back. The short pass game is the extension of the run game, or you run some gadgets. That's when Keaton comes into play, fulfilling the Joe Reed-type slasher role of playing slot and then coming out, coming to the backfield, running the football. So, You'll see Keaton running. You're going to see Armstead getting some um, some calls designed for him. I can see all three quarterbacks in the game at the same time. Don't be surprised because it's going to make the defense think. And Iris cut from the same cloth as Brendan and Keaton being able to uh, run with the football Display ability to probably catch the football. Like you, if you put him out there in the slot, you gotta allow him to run some routes. You gotta keep the defense honest. So if you see our arms there comes in, you just can't expect him to always be the gadget and they faking and then they flipping to him because the defense will pick up on that. But if you show that you will run him on routes, ooh, wait a minute. Now that's when a true gadget could work. But um. Yeah, man. Offensively, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. 
Um, we got some talent at receiver. The, co- the re- receivers are coached very well. That's a you know that's an understatement. But we got weapons, man. We recruited well at that receiver. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see who jumps out there with Lavelle down. Who's gonna assume the big play role? Like I was, I was impressed by by KT. Uh, Malachi Fields from Monticello. It's a freak. 6'4", 220. Seen him run in track and field this summer. I mean, this spring. Gracious. He could pick him up and put him down. Um, So it's just all about him getting acclimated, running routes, and understanding coverage, and understanding spacing. But as a former quarterback, that usually um, registers quickly. They can make that that transition. Um, Artie Henry. A graduate transfer, you know, we know what I, I like Bill too. So we we got options at receiver as well. Bill six four two twenty five. He's a big he a big receiver. You know, from them John Fours and the Herman Moore and the Jermaine Crowell cloth. You know, when Coach Walsh was here. They had the the bigger receivers, the rangy guys, bigger catch radius. Um. Ugo, Ugo, UO, if he could just stay healthy, he's shown flashes. Like, I, the list goes on and on. Like, the thing about Starlin as well, um, the thing about the guys on our team, man, I, I'm like, I could just start name dropping so many guys, but it'd be like, I'd be sounding like a homer because I see how those kids work. I see the time they put in. I see the competitiveness, the competitive edge. So I want to make sure I shout all of them out when they listen to the podcast. So they'd be like, God damn, ball hog, what about me? And then I go on rambling and, it goes too long, but this year, man, I can see the expectations aren't high, right? Because, like I said, we're five and five last year. Pass defense statistically was trash can juice, so people think we trash can juice on the back end. So a lot of teams gonna feel like, hey, we're gonna be bombs over Baghdad. We're gonna break records. When you look at like the ACC high of passing yards in a game. You see us versus Boston College when they quarterback threw for over 500 yards. Then Howell almost threw for five, almost 500 yards when UNC played us. Um, so that's going to be the biggest elephant in the room versus Wilma Murray. Like, you better stop them from throwing. That's what people are going to say. You better stop them from throwing. Then you play Illinois. You better stop them from throwing because you then got to go to North Carolina. You better stop. You better stop them from doing. I mean, they lost both of their running backs, but they still got Sam Howell, who's a bad. He's a bad man. He is a bad man. And he, he, you know, he live up to the height. Wake Forest after that, who took us to the woodshed throwing the football. Then we got to go to Miami again on September thirtieth. Why the hell we keep going down the court? It's a Coral Gables. Why we keep going down there? Then we got to go to Louisville. I don't think we won at Louisville yet. So we've been losing at Miami. We've been losing at Louisville. We got to right that ship. We won at Carolina before. Then we got to go all the way to BYU. We beat Pitt the last time we went to Pitt. But we can't be over on the road this year. We got one, two, three. Four, five road games this year. 
And all of them, all of them are tough places to play. North Carolina, 7.30 night game at that stadium. All the front runners still going to be at the game. You know, they fans is front runners, so they're going to show up at that game. It's like September. They all going to show up in Jordan gear that they got for free somehow. Then we got to go to Miami in September. still hot. So everybody going to have their gold toothpaces in, and that's a night game. Then you got to play at Louisville. You know they're going to have a lot of Papa John's pizza at the game. So you know they're going to be there. Then October 30th before Halloween, you got to go to BYU. So people are going to be in costumes at that game. Then November in Pittsburgh, you know that's a tough game. They ain't even going to have no grass on the field. It's going to be all mud. So we got some road games, boy. So the team... So far, man, for what I've seen, I like what I've been seeing. That's all I can disclose with y'all. I like what I've been seeing on both sides of the ball. I would expect our offense to be ahead of our defense right now. If our defense is kicking our offense hind parts, either the offense stinks or the defense just elevated faster than what we all thought. So let's hope it's the latter, right? But I really do think Brendan Armstrong can have a special season. I think he can. Everything's there for him, but it's out for it's out. It's up to everybody to execute. It's not just him throwing the footballs, receivers running the, the appropriate right route, appropriate depth, catching, finishing, making big plays. You know, so offensive line schematically can we run the ball consistently? Period. See, I ain't even worried about what just the running backs. I mean, period. Can we run the ball, period? Can we be a better third down conversion team and a better third down defensive team? Because we sucked on third downs on both sides of the ball last year. We sucked. We was trash. No, we were really trash on defense on third down. Offense, we was not see, I see. That's Spanish for okay. That's what you really got to improve at. Turnover margin as well. I think I had a sheet with that highlighted. Let, let me see what we had. What uh, turnover margin? Oh, we was fifth in ACC in sacks. We had thirty-two team sacks. That ain't that bad. And we was actually sixth in the ACC in interceptions. We had eleven as a team last year. Uh. The, so third down conversions, we were 12th as an offense. We converted 37%. And then on defense, we were 12th on opponent third down conversions. Where is the turnover? So we were ninth in turnover margins last year. We were negative one. Can't have that. To me, that's like the most, like to me, that, that stat right there is the stat that I want to be in the top three. Turnover margin. Without a doubt. I feel like you're in the top three in the turnover margin. You put so much pressure on the opponent to come out of their comfort zone, right? Now, you're giving your offense that many more extra possessions. Defensively, you're getting added breaks in a sense because either the drive is getting cut short or you're not yielding the points. Like, regardless, your offense is gaining more and more opportunities to figure out schematically what your opponent is trying to do on the defensive side of the ball. But 
Turnover margin, penalties, we were fifth. Time of possession, we were fourth in the ACC. And red zone defense, we was third. That's actually good. Pitt was number one. Clemson was number two. So build off that. That means we bowled up in the red zone. We bowled up. The field got shorter. You know, we we gave up a lot of big plays in the passing game. It was that bend but don't break type of philosophy where you give up a lot of yards, just don't give up the points. And I get that. I get that, right? I get that. But we don't, we don't want to see that two years in a row. I don't want to see that two years in a row. I don't want to bend but don't break two straight years. I don't. Now, don't get me wrong. You win like nine games. You could bend all you want to because uh, you got nine wins. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Um, but I'm rambling right now. But look, man, what I'm going to do is I'll do a continuation of fall camp, right? So as you continue to read more articles from the likes of, you know, Jeff White or Brad Franklin or Chris Wright at the Sabre, all the Chris's at the Sabre. Dot com. Let me know what you want me to talk about, like what questions you have, and I'll discuss that. I think I covered all the questions my homies had on Twitter for me. Let me see, because I know, I know, like who asked me about the three three five. I talked about that. He also asked about a lot of people are saying they see. Really good chemistry around these guys. Is that something you've noticed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These these kids are dope, man. They like they're very close knit. Um, my man Ike asked me, do I see any under the radar type players? Not yet, not yet, not yet. It's still early in camp. Um, but my like I feel is gonna be good. I'm gonna just throw that out there. My man Hootie said, if B.A. goes down, even just for a while within the game, are we better prepared this season to deal with it? And who would step in? And I think I talked about it. So to answer Hootie McCavin, McCaffman 2's question, yes, we are definitely better equipped. Definitely better equipped. Because last year we ran to the issue of um, Keaton, had the shoulder. Ira was a freshman. And then. Yeah. You know what it is. My dog just wasn't built to operate like the other guys. But he was serviceable. You know, Lindell Stone was definitely serviceable. But it took us out of what we really want to do. Right. That's tough. You want to make sure you can have no drop-offs. It's the same thing. In the perfect world, you want your quarterback to be similar unless you have that guy that can throw just like a little bit like the starter but has the added dimension of running. It's hard to go from having added dimension to no dimension and just throwing the ball. Because as an offensive lineman, you know, I mean, we all players, we creatures of habits, and you get spoiled, and you understand. You got a dynamic athlete behind you, and now you got the statue who really can't move, and your your clock is totally different. So to answer my man's um, McCaff Man 2's question, yes, we are definitely better equipped. 
And our Armstead is night and day from what he was when he first stepped on campus. And Keaton is actually healthy enough to where he can throw the ball now. But I think he's a legit receiver now. So if, God forbid, B.A. went down, our will probably be, in my opinion, the backup to go in and we'll keep everything uniformity. Keep the uniformity there by keeping Keaton that receiver. So, That's it, man. That's all I got for y'all, man. So hopefully y'all appreciated this podcast episode. Like I said, man, we got so many lanes and outlets that do a great job of giving you content that I didn't want to overlap to everything that I read and and been enjoying as far as uh, coverage of the team. So that's why I just took a different approach, just had a conversation with you guys, um, give you my thoughts on, like, if we do run a 3-3-5 opposed to the 3-4, the guys in the secondary, their approach, you know, their main thing is you got to make plays on the football this year. Don't be a robot. Be a football player. You got to be very sound in your technique, which I've been seeing. That their feet are actually better, definitely better. Um, hip flexibility continue has to continue to improve no matter who you are. Um, but offensively, everything's there. Everything's there to be very, very good. Like, I'm kind of glad that nobody's, like, even paying attention to our offense because they're going to shake up the world. And I know everybody want to see a running game. We're talking about Virginia football, but I don't know. Man, I see it when I – hey, I believe it when I see it. I'm like, yo, I'm just not going to jump out there and be like, oh, no, we're running the ball. I'm like, no, we're not. We're going to throw the ball and run our quarterbacks and occasionally give them to our running backs. But if that philosophy changes – I think we have the personnel to be successful in a traditional sense of running the football. But you know the motto, good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Never let nobody tell you you can't do what you set your mind out to do. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. If you want to uh, become a monthly contributor to the podcast, go to anchor.fm, search the ball hawk show. And it's an option on how to support the podcast. You can support it from 99 cents a month to up to $9.99. I always just say, yo, 99 cents is enough for me. You know, I just appreciate you guys. Um, But, yeah, that's it, man. And also uh, leave feedback on iTunes. It helps with the visibility. Uh, So that's it, man. Ballhawk Show, myhawkins.com. That's where you get all my content. All in one bag. We out of here. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.